Today on the Diz List, we discuss the top five things that make Walt Disney World magical. Welcome to the Diz List. The podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob, and welcome to episode 45, where we discuss the top five things that make Walt Disney World magical. You know what's magical? Chris Angel, Mind Freak. (laughs) (laughs) How is that the first magician that comes to mind? I don't know. Not David Copperfield, (laughs) not Penn and Teller. No, all right. So you know, honestly, you know what's? Ma- I can't believe you did. That. I was waiting for you to go. No, Nick. What? Um, no, Nick. What? Um, what's magical is having great friends in this Disney podcast community. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that I definitely agree with. Um, so last week we guested on Rope Drop and Park Hop, and I've got to tell you, um, it was such a blast. It I was. Had, it was I had fun. a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to their show, you need to do it. You can find them all the same places you find us. Uh, follow them on Instagram too. They they post some pretty cool stories. Uh, it's you know it's one of those things where sometimes it's a headache getting a schedule together that works. Yeah. But this was so seamless, and then of course they're a lot of fun. So it was an upbeat, you know, kind of. We did a we brought our format over to their show, which was so much fun. I mean, it, it was it was great, and you could tell it was just a, a nice relaxed conversation about the top five things that Disney World does better than Disneyland. Now, I don't always go back and listen to our shows. I right. know I know you you do just to, you know, check out the make sure the audio is okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but this one like I was really excited to go back and listen to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, I thought it was a great episode. I so if too. you're listening and and you're a regular listener, do not miss this. It it's great. So how do they find it? So they can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, you know, Google Podcasts. Pretty much everywhere that you find us, you can look up Rope Drop and Park Hop. Uh, another option is, of course, when I think they would like too, is if you follow them on Instagram at Rope Drop dot Park Hop. Um, they um, will have links right there on their bio. I will try to put, a, if I remember, I'll remember because I'll listen to this. Um, I'm going to put a link to Spotify, their Spotify and their Apple Podcasts in our show notes this cool. week. Um, it was so much fun and honestly it helped with growth for both of us. I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of our listeners already commented on Instagram that, Hey, you know, I, because of this episode I, or because of this, I went over and listened to that episode and you guys are great. I've been binging them. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. I, I was binging theirs too. Like before we were on, I started listening to a couple and I just kept going and going and. And it's, even listening to their podcast, I had questions for them about things that they talked about on their show that I actually got to ask them yeah. when we did our interview, which was great. I mean, yeah. the whole thing with uh, Disney owning the property where the the uh, L.A. Angels play. Yep. Yeah. So tune in to listen to that. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. You know, Katie and Aaron are basically the female versions of us, I always like to say, because yeah. they are just two friends who finally said, hey, let's turn a microphone on. They're, they're like really good and snappy. I yeah. don't think we're quite as snappy. No, they're, they're good. They, yeah, they're good. They're back and forth really quick. And yeah, I think Aaron's editing them to make them sound that good. They're good. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, they, they sound great <laughs> they, too. They do a great job. And and definitely um, for our show and their show, please leave a like. You know, subscribe to the show. Uh, leave a comment. We would love to get more uh, 
listener responses and replies and comments um, on Apple Podcasts or on Instagram, that's fine. At, you know, at Dizless Pod. Uh, because we've been experiencing quite a bit of growth lately, and you know we're really appreciative. Because the only way that happens is through word of mouth, right? Right. There's no real. It's not like you're watching TV and like it says, "Hey, you should listen to the Dizzlist Pod." I mean, it's word of mouth. A friend says, "Hey, I listened to these two guys who are ranking everything in Walt Disney World." You should which take a also listen. happened this week. You want yeah. to talk about that too? About which we got one? another great shout out from some of our friends. Oh my god! On YouTube, I was so I watch everything that. Rob with Ear Scouts puts out. I always do. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's a great guy. And he's, I do too. And you beat me to it. Yeah. He was our first guest, our only guest. Yeah. Yet. yeah. But like, we're going to have, we're going to have uh, Aaron and Katie on the show. But um, he was talking about Animal Kingdom and he's like, yeah, my friends over at Dizzlist Pod, you can find them anywhere. I was like, what? I know. My, my <laughs> phone goes off. I don't remember what night it was. Do you remember what night it was? Uh, it was Tuesdays when I usually do my catching up on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So my phone buzzes, and and Nick says, hey, did you watch Your Scouts? I was like, no, not yet. What is it? What's it this week? Or what's, you know, I'll, I'm obviously always interested. He goes, yeah. it's pretty cool. Go to, what is it, 24 minutes well, in or was, something? It was something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. So we're in the middle of watching uh, the Celtics playoff game. <laughs> And uh, my wife goes in the other room and comes back in. She goes, why aren't we watching the Celtics? I go, watch this. And I hit play. She goes, oh, cool. They're talking about you on this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I love, I yeah. love Rob and, and Eric. They're great guys. They really are. Um, and <laughs> that was cool. It, it was just about, he was commenting about how, hey, if you're an adult, like, don't be hogging the viewing places for the Tigers and the Yeah, we gorillas. talked about the time that, um, I think we, it was me. Yeah, we were walking through and I wanted to see the Tigers and, like, People are just camped out like these, uh, like a whole row of grown men yeah. were parked right in front watching the tiger, not moving for like 15 minutes. Yeah. I, sometimes I think that Animal Kingdom might benefit from like a ride system, like a, almost like a people mover style thing. Yeah. Do you imagine people mover going through like, like those, those trails? That'd be great. But yeah, I guess that's technically the safari. That'd be very <laughs> relaxing. Or it's kind of like the train too. Yeah. It's going true. off to Planet Watch. Yeah. Um, but we just wanted to, uh, direct everyone to go and first check out rope drop and park hop and definitely check out ear scouts. He, if you want to plan how to get around the park and get as many attractions done, he's your guy. There truly is no one who covers genie plus better. No, and not we, at all. we watch so much not at all. Disney yeah. YouTube. They, yeah. he slash they do the best. Cause I know yeah. Eric helps out too, but yeah. Rob just does a great job explaining it. And he'll do screen captures on the actual app so you can see. It's not just kind of, it doesn't just come out and you. say, hey, press this. You know, like he'll do a screen capture and show where you press. Like it's very, very helpful. Well, he, he's not a teacher, but he could be the way, because yes. that's how you that's how you need to teach. Is Definitely. Show, you know, by showing and stuff. So, yep. um, but yeah, the, both of those shows, uh, be sure to check them out. And uh, we'll be right back after the halftime show brought to you by. Um, rope drop and park hop. Welcome back to to uh, the Diz list, we're going to be ranking the top five things that make Walt Disney World so magical. And, you know, it's, there's there's a lot of them. There is. Now, I remember, what was it, the first or second time that 
I went to Disney that my wife on the way home turns and says to me, she goes, I don't know what it is, but it's just magical. Something about it. And we've discussed it and it, it's, it's everything. It's kind of the sum of all parts make this, this just magical place. So, you know, making the, this particular list is both easy and hard. I mean, how, how was it for you making this particular list? Um, ranking them was hard. There's one that set itself apart just because of the reaction my children gave when I asked them what makes Disney magical for you. But I think the rest of them were very hard to rank. And I do think we might have some overlap. I wonder. I don't, I don't know. It depends on what direction. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on what you think. I, I do think that, you know, you know, you're Disney Rob when you're there, and, and your, your wife even said, I can't wait for you guys to meet Disney Rob when we go <laughs> on the trip. And to be fair, there is also a Disney Nick. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but, like, I, you know, we've told the story a thousand times about how you were right about I didn't go just once. But legitimately, I'm a pretty stubborn individual, and so when I had said I'm not going back, it it takes a lot to convince me that, no, you're going to you're going to do this all the time now. <laughs> like it took a lot and the, and it's because it's magical and there's reasons that I go back. You know, there's just something about that place. Well, I'm curious if that happened with <clears throat> our friend Brian too. I think Brian it did. had told me he's like, "Well, we're going to go once and and he just I think he just is coming back now. He he posted some pictures this week from his trip. I'm curious if he comes back and says, "All right, we're going again." Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. I would be shocked if he if he didn't put it that way. Yeah. But. So, Brian, if you're listening, let us know. Are you going back soon? <laughs> yeah, when? When? When yeah. are you going back? Hopefully soon. Yeah. All right, you want to jump right in? Yeah. Number, number five. five um, one thing that makes Disney magical is something you don't necessarily think about, but is kind of a big deal and makes, and is even more important now that I've been to Disneyland, and that is sight lines. And what sight lines are is when you are walking around the park, you are immersed into that particular area and you don't look over and see something from a different land or a different area. One of the most interesting examples of this is Epcot is very close to Hollywood studios. Like they are practically neighboring and you can walk from one to the other if you really want to. You have, I haven't. I have. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were looking and you're in Epcot and you're looking directly at the Morocco pavilion, Directly behind that is a giant tower, which is the the Hollywood Tower Hotel, the Tower of Terror ride. So what they did when they decided to build that particular ride, because Epcot was there first, is the back of the Tower of Terror ride that you can see above the Morocco Pavilion. They actually painted it the exact same color as the Morocco Pavilion. So that sight line where you're seeing those particular things, it matches up and it looks the same. Yeah, I... I wonder, because they have gone a little away from the sightline worries. They have. I mean, I think it's hard, hard to deny that they that they haven't moved away a little bit from the sightline sure. uh, concerns. But I wonder if that would always restrict us from ever getting like a mission breakout. Oh, because yeah, because they definitely can't have that same paint job no. with mission breakout. But the exterior of that building <clears throat> is incredible. Yeah. I, I, I'll say this: the the sight lines really do keep you in the magic, and I would also say that it's kind of like a magician, where hence the magical, right? Mm. Where hey, look here, don't look here. So they they're smart about things that are 
placed in a way that you don't realize you know that okay well over here if you look this way that sight line's not great but yeah. we're going to put so much amazing stuff over here you're never going to realize you're not in in the magic well and another thing that they do and this is kind of a joke but they actually call it this is whenever something is blocked off or wrapped <laughs> so they're in any kind of construction they call it go away green or yeah. or is that what it's called I, is that right well i don't know if that's what they actually call it yeah. it might be go away green that is kind of a thing that's not just a Disney thing either. Oh, uh, okay. So if you go to- Like um, New York City or- No, like if you go to a golf tournament, like a live golf, like so the PGA is going to be in Rochester soon. Sure. And you know, um, the last time it was in Rochester, I went, I, I had week passes and they have the go away green wrapped around all the bleachers, uh, all, of okay. the, all of the stands, because when the camera is out there, it actually- you can't tell that there's that much stuff. But when you're on ground, you're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff here. So it's funny that they that they do the same thing. Or they'll do the blue. Like if it's high enough, they'll do uh, at Disney, they'll do the the like the sky blue sometimes. Yeah, they do that for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like the the building color and stuff. So yep. yeah. Uh, so what'd you have for number five? Mine was sight lines. So my number five is kind of an all encompassing big idea. And it is comfort. Oh, okay. So, Not on my list. Great. So I agree completely. I am a person who who I've always said I don't want to travel someplace I wouldn't want to live. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I, I not that I want to go and live in Florida heat, but I guess what I mean when I say I don't want to travel someplace I wouldn't want to live, I want to feel comfortable. I don't want to be made to feel where I'm like not in place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Disney does a great job of making you feel comfortable and i don't just mean like you know like an old pair of of sneakers or you know that that chair that you always sit in i mean like comfort in the way of like when you go to a restaurant you feel like you've eaten at that restaurant a thousand times you feel like the the wait staff knows you personally they have a conversation with you i mean comfort like that but i also mean comfort in the sense of like safety right oh that's a good point so like i don't ever feel like if my my kid is you know wandering 10 15 feet ahead that they're in harm's way now i'm not letting my kid go off by himself or well, herself but t- why don't you tell the tower of terror story <clears throat> oh yeah so we went we wanted to go on tower of terror yeah um the four adults yeah um did all the, all the adults yeah, go all oh, of yeah. us did so the four adults wanted to go on tower of terror my son also wanted to go yep um my daughter Rob's daughter and Rob's son were like, no, we don't want it. My son had, had done it before, and he at least tried it, and he right. was like, no, thank you, please. Yeah. And my daughter does not like elevators at all, so right. that's fine. So you're talking about three kids ranging in age at the time from 7 to 15. Yep. And we felt no problem saying, hey, we're going to go get in line, go on Tower of Terror. You three don't run off, but you guys go around, look in some shops, do your thing. And like they went and got some photo pass pictures, and they mm-hmm. did their thing. Now they got a snack. Right. Rob's daughter is extremely responsible, and yeah, and she babysits. I, I know, and, yeah, I know yeah. she's not going to run off with the kids and do something dangerous, but like she has her phone, right? So we and, felt pretty comfortable. But at the same time, I don't know that I would do that at every theme park. No, <laughs> I don't. And that's that's why I think your point is really good, as you feel pretty comfortable knowing that. Yeah. You're not too worried if, and they weren't going far. No, no. I mean, they stayed right 
in that general area. Yeah. Was that Hollywood Boulevard? Boulevard yeah, or the whole boulevard area. Yeah. They didn't go over to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. They just, you know, got a snack and went into some shops. Yeah. So uh, comfort is a big thing for me. So that's my number five. That's a great one. Yeah, that's good. And when you first said comfort, my brain went a different direction, actually. Where'd yours go? Mine went to, like, comfort in the <laughs> in the beds. Oh, my because, gosh. Yeah. You know, my wife's very particular about being comfortable when we're in our hotel room. And, you know, we've, we feel that, you know, besides maybe some of the, I, mean, I almost said budget hotels, but the, uh, <laughs> what's the term that they well, use? They're called value. I don't the know. Value, right. I don't know the value, right. The value hotels. There. And I don't wouldn't say they're uncomfortable, but anything from maybe your moderate and, and up to deluxe, obviously, but the beds are very comfortable. Yeah. And that comfort was kind of a big thing for us too. That's very true. I will say just to add and piggyback onto that really quickly is that the, They've switched as they keep switching the pull-out beds into the new fold-down um, Murphy, Murphy beds. Yeah, those Murphy beds, those mattresses are just as comfortable as the regular one. Yeah, the, the pull-out couches, not so much. Yeah, but but um, yeah, they are comfortable. That's true. That kind of comfort is very true as well. So my number four thing that makes Disney magical is the details, the tiny little details that you never really notice. And there's a lot of things that fall in this category. And I could list for a long, long time. Yeah. So I wanted to focus in on one that I always find really incredible and fascinating is the details that you find on the ground. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know you've noticed this before too. So as you're walking around the Disney parks, depending on where you are, if you look down at the ground, there could be something that visually coordinates with wherever you are in that particular land put a couple examples in here too and there's many more um no i didn't put that one he's laughing i was waiting for the poop river no i didn't i didn't go there you can um i thought about that one for sure uh, and there's one actually very close to that so um the first one is in storybook circus which i think i've talked about before so when you're back in that far corner in the magic kingdom in the area called storybook circus you can find on the floor little peanut shells pushed down into the concrete and animal circus animal tracks walking all around that area as well. It's really cool. You notice yeah. that one before? So so you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't look down, basically, yeah. because I did not know that one the first trip. Mm -hmm. and the second trip, I was paying a little bit closer attention because I had kind of gone you know, down the rabbit hole of Disney, and I was like, whoa. That's amazing. Now, two of my other favorites, and you feel free to add one in if you want to in this particular category. When you're in The Little Mermaid, there's shells oh, yeah, all yeah. in the pavement. Yeah. That one's great. And one you may not have noticed that I don't even think I've talked about this on the podcast before. So I'm a, I'm a big Haunted Mansion guy for our new listeners. And if you're in the Haunted Mansion and you see right by the entrance, there is, it looks like a horse and buggy, but the horse is not there. There's right. no horse. It's just like this invisible buggy. But if you look down, there are horseshoe prints walking away or two, I can't remember which, from that actual buggy. Did you know that? I didn't know. I did not know that yeah, one. Yeah, it's really cool. That's Look cool. that one up. Yeah. That's a fascinating one. You got any that you like? Um, not in Magic Kingdom, but if you go over I mean I'd like the ones in Magic Kingdom, but if I'm if I'm gonna I don't think any story about ground surfaces is complete at Disney without talking about Andy's footprints. Oh yeah. So I thought you, go you were going to talk <clears throat> about the um, the light up concrete in. Oh well, in Epcot. There, I mean, there's that too. There's yeah. the, and the fiber optic. Fiber optic. Yeah, and then you got the bioluminescent stuff. The paint they're using paint, but like it's supposed to be bioluminescent stuff over in Pandora. But yeah, that's but cool I, too. I meant the 
footprints of Andy in the back in Andy's backyard. Mm. So I mean that's that's, cool that's another good one. Yeah, great one. Um, the details on the ground, details in general, but details on the ground, I I think are who else thinks of those things, right? Imagineers do. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, it's it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So details is my number four. What do cool. you have? So my number four is about how they bring fiction to reality better than anybody. Yeah, they do. So I didn't really think of a way to give this a title. So I'm just going to say it's, you know, bringing the fiction to reality. As an adult, you think, okay, there's going to be characters. It's going to be awkward. And some of them are. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Um, especially, I think, the the costumed characters. So the 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 full cost, not the face characters, whatever you want. Furry, I don't know what you want to call them. Like Big Al? Yeah, Give me sure. an example. Mickey. Okay, sure. I, f- I feel like that's awkward. Okay. And Donald, I think, can be awkward, right? Just because they don't, they, they can't, don't, they can't talk back to you. Well, and a lot of times when you do a meet and greet, the handler interacts yeah. for me. Yeah, and I'm not saying, and this is not me saying that those aren't good. I'm saying that for me, the fiction to reality piece really hits home when you start talking to someone who looks exactly like Merida. So, so when you have Merida, when yeah. you have Kylo Ren, right? Because that's how he dresses. When you have a stormtrooper. You or Chewbacca, right? Yeah, we just we, did Moana. Moana was so yeah. nice in I mean, Disneyland. We've, we've talked about how, as grown men, we nearly, or some of us maybe did cry when we hugged <laughs> Chewbacca. I hugged both of us. <laughs> so, so the, I mean, there's definitely this idea that it, it really helps you to kind of relive your childhood. I was not lucky enough to go to Disney as a child. Um, not because, you know, I wasn't, you know, we didn't do vacations just because we didn't do vacations in Orlando. And when I went as an adult, I didn't think that this would impact me, but I will tell you it does. And it's shocking how much they bring fiction to reality. You feel like you're part of the story. Um, meeting the princesses, meeting, you know, I've told this story before on the podcast where I was in Morocco and I turned the corner and like in the bazaar and it's like that Oh, huh, that woman looks like Jasmine. Oh, it is Jasmine. <laughs> and it's like, here here come, you know, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine walking through yep. the, the shops, and they're pretending like they're shopping. And then, like, everybody's, like, sh- 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 whispering. And, like, like, there are celebrities there that, like, oh, don't let the celebrity know that you're. <laughs> so it's just amazing that, like, it, they do a great job bringing that fiction to reality. That's yeah, my number four. they really four. do. Yep. That's great. <clears throat> my number three is, I'd be surprised if this wasn't on your list. Uh, my number three is smells. My number three is smells. Excellent. All right, good. We're <laughs> going to tag team. All right, so I made a list of some of my favorites of of the different rides that have smells. And there's other places, too. Like Main Street USA, they're going to pump out it was cinnamon, cinnamon roll smell or something yeah, like that. Yeah, cookies and stuff like that. So a couple of my favorites. Um, first one, or do you want to go back and forth? Do you have do you have some favorites, too? I'll no, start. I, I Just go ahead. I'll start with Soren. Oh, yeah. Okay. Soren's awesome. And there's so many different smells in the, the ride Soren. So, um, I don't know. One that's more of kind of a... The jasmine. A sea mist. Oh, yeah, that too. Right. Yeah. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Pirates, which oh, exists in Orlando, but I don't remember the smell when I was at Disneyland. I can't speak to Disneyland, but I can speak to Disney World, and I will tell you, I love that smell yeah that it's like a weird smoky fire smell yeah but it's not a bad smoky no fire smell. no it's it's like a campfire yeah it, it's 
really great. It smells like the place that this podcast was born. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, my next one is Philharmagic with the apple pie. Oh, and I'm sorry, but they did something different because it was stronger this summer. Yeah, it was. It was definitely stronger. And like, I don't even know that I remembered it smelling. And this time it was like, there was no missing it. That's yeah. apple pie in your face. And it was good. Like, I felt like it was Thanksgiving. So. The next one I have, my wife actually bought a candle from the Magical Candle Company, I think it's called. Yeah. And it's Flight of Passage. Yeah. So she bought the Flight of Passage candle because when you, you're on Flight of Passage and you kind of dive down and then the um, the whale type thing comes out of the water, you mm-hmm. smell that sort of smell. That's that's kind of what we have a candle now, for. Now, I heard that that smell, that scent is actually the same scent they use for the jasmine flowers or whatever over in Soren. Soren. Yeah, that would make sense. That's what I I'd heard that somewhere. I can't mm-hmm. remember. But I mean, Flight of Passage is an amazing ride, but those smells, and that's what makes this magical, right? We're not just saying, oh, it smells good. This is not like, oh, good. I don't, I don't have to smell bad smells. This is, these are well curated, thought out mm-hmm. smells that they had some chemical engineer figure out exactly what it was. And they do certain things to your brain. Okay. And this is not, me like being hyperbolic. No, they, studies have shown. Like you remember it when I smell the the smells that you smell in the poly lobby. It takes me to Disney and imagine. Yeah. So it's not even. It doesn't stop in the parks. That's the amazing thing. My wife just so we're staying at Bay Lake Tower this summer, and my wife just bought the, um, some candles that are supposed to be the scents that contemporary. Oh, so like to kind of get us in the mood. So it's fun. You can do that because I'm telling you right now that scent is so closely tied to memory that that's why they do this. It has to be. Oh yeah. Um, Soren is a is probably the best example of a ride though because there are so many. There's so many different ones. Different ones. Whether it's the grass or the 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 sand or the the mist or the flowers, it doesn't matter. Um, You know, the only thing I think they miss a little bit is they could do a a quick burst of like a. I don't want to say sulfur because that doesn't sound right, but the, you know, the scent you get when you light a match or when a firework yeah. goes off. Yeah. Right when they were flying over Epcot, I think they could pump a quick burst of that uh, because yes. the fireworks goes off. But yeah. you know, a not so magical smell. You know where I'm going with this one? I don't. Figment and the skunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. One. So I, that, the only other one I had was the haunted mansion smell. Is like if something bad smelled good. Yeah. Like if everyone's basement smelled like the Haunted Mansion. uh, Yeah. So it's got a smell that is reminiscent of, yeah, a basement, but not a bad smelling basement, just a basement. It's weird. It's not, it's not like moldy, but it's definitely basement. Yeah. Um, I want to throw on too about the, because you mentioned the burning scent in Pirates. Yeah. But there's more than that. It's the water, right? You can smell that water. Oh, the bromine. Yeah. And I'm not. When we were there last summer and we were swimming. But that's swimming. That I, I don't know what they use in the Yeah, I don't know. I it's it definitely it definitely still the water, pirates water still smells. Okay. Not in a bad way. Uh what so. bromine is it's the chemical that they put into the water and that definitely has a, a smell it's a it's a better smell than chlorine. Yeah. Chlorine's yeah. very harsh. And it's it's pretty typical. I mean like a lot of fountains that are like uh municipal fountains they'll use that and you walk by and i'm like oh pirates of the caribbean yeah <laughs> so, but yeah o- outside that uh 
that tattoo shop. They yeah. have the little um, yes, yeah, that fountain. That's the smell there yeah, too. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll bump right to number two since we matched up on three with smells. My number two reason it's magical is the sound. Yeah, I mean, do I, we match up on that one? We don't. Okay, now I don't mean specifically like small world. Uh, I know, you know I, no, I know bear. exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's, like when you're walking around any of the parks. They have hidden speakers here and there, and it, it will play this atmospheric music that you don't really think about. But I always look forward to when I get to Magic Kingdom or when I get to Epcot, there's this entrance theme. Okay, when you get to, to Magic Kingdom, it's kind of that that happy, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I, don't, I couldn't even describe the, the sound on Main Street. It's kind of like happy, almost like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I got to look it up, but... <clears throat> It's, uh, it's a whole lot easier to explain the one in, in Epcot, and that's sort of this, like, anthemic, futuristic, yeah. um, it's almost like a keyboard-style music. Really, really, really great. Mm-hmm. So um, those are two um, examples. I, I also really like the music that they play in Frontierland when you're walking around with the, the banjo music. I think the main thing to take away from what you're saying isn't that... The music is something you'd necessarily go home and listen to. Not everybody. I certainly will have a play a, a Magic Kingdom loop at home at times. Yeah, we do um, too. But it's something that puts you in the place. It's it's really hard to describe to someone who's never been that it really does match the surroundings. It's yeah. like it's as if your day has a soundtrack. Yeah, like has a musical score that. Someone came in and made, mm-hmm. and it's it's insane, right? Because, like you say, Epcot's is anthemic. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Main Street is kind of old timey. Yeah, I don't know so how that's I a better it. way to describe you it. You know, and then you've got Frontierland, Almost which like is an organ. Yeah, yeah, it's like an old. It's an old timey organ. Yeah. Like, I there is something about walking around that these parks that just is the sounds really do match yeah you know? and for example <clears throat> tomorrowland sound as you're walking around is in the same ballpark as epcot's but they have completely different feels to them oh yeah more i think tomorrowland is kind of a little more i want to say upbeat but kind of a little yes. spacier yes yeah there where you go. epcot's more futuristic mm-hmm. i would agree and it's not just sounds like that too i mean it sounds like walking through africa and all of a sudden hearing the drummers Oh yeah, and that's that's a sound that yeah. you hear, and that sound is really quite. Um, it's, you know, it it takes you there. It's as if you're in an African village, right? Yeah, that live um, performance. Yeah, and and you can always kind of tell when something's live or when it isn't live. When, yeah, when you're walking yeah, around absolutely. the parks too. Yeah. So yeah, number two is the sound as you're walking around the park. What do you have for two? So my number two is. Um, something that I've mentioned before that they do better than than anyone, that is the nighttime spectaculars. Oh. So as a child, for me, fireworks were always like my favorite thing, right? To go to the 4th of July fireworks was like this this thing that was just so amazing. I used to love it. And then as an adult, it was like, why do we only do this once a year? Yeah. And at Disney, they do it every day. Every day. <clears throat> and... The shows are so amazingly well-themed because you're not just going and watching a bunch of exploding fireworks. You're watching fireworks with projections. The lights are changing. The yep. music is is changing. The themes, 
the you know the way that they do their nighttime spectaculars in Disney World are just magical. You you know what I think of? I don't know if how many of our listeners have seen this movie, but The Sandlot. Okay, in the movie The Sandlot, there is a there is a scene where the kids are running around the neighborhood and it's a really horribly CGI like fireworks scene. But like the it it's like, you know, 1970s middle America running around kids playing in the streets at night with the with families watching these fireworks that are going off. And that scene is like something that's straight out of like it's straight out of Hollywood, right? I feel like when you're watching the nighttime spectaculars at Disney World, it is straight out of Hollywood. You f- I feel like yeah. lost in it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter which one. It doesn't matter if it's Fantasmic. It doesn't matter if it's um going over and watching Ep- watching the fireworks at Epcot or watching them over at Magic Kingdom or, you know, in Animal Kingdom they had they used to have or they do have, but the Tree of Life and stuff like that. They used to have the Rivers uh Rivers of Light, which yeah. I never got to see actually. Um, we uh, we saw it as we were leaving that one time. The one time we were there and we were in, oh, geez, I guess we were in Pandora. And then we walked all the way across and around and we saw they're, they're like big floating. They almost look like uh, lotus flowers. Yeah. That's the only part we really saw yeah. as we were leaving. Yeah. We didn't stay and watch the whole thing. But I, it's just, it. there's a reason it's on this list so high. It is remarkable what they can do. And I just get lost and feel like a kid every time watching them. You haven't seen the electrical parade yet, have you? I have not, but that's a good one too. Is is the the water pageant? Because I have seen that. Yeah, this, which is definitely a nighttime spectacle. A cousin of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've seen two versions of that one. So I've saw I saw the fiftieth, and then I saw the other one prior to the fiftieth. Um, I don't know if they'll be how they'll be changing it or if they'll be changing it um, anytime soon. But I'm hoping when I go that the electrical parade is back it's fun i mean i absolutely adore that soundtrack and i mean our theme music uh, that i wrote yeah, is based on that born in it yeah. yeah so next time you hear the start and you hear our theme music it's you know that's kind of where it came from yeah. when we first started the podcast i said i want to i want to write a theme song that kind of sounds like the electrical parade but i was right like, on it yeah it has like a, a bigger feel like would encompass all of disney yeah but lives in that in that world that so midi yeah. world yeah. yes yeah, yeah definitely all right so that was that was my number two which brings us to your top pick yeah so my top pick is it's a very vast grand idea but it's it's so much more relevant to me now that I that we took this trip out to California okay. and my number one thing that makes Disney magical is the immersion it is having this giant place where you it's the bubble you could use that word being part of the disney bubble having all this giant amount of space when you first arrive and you see that arched sign that says walt disney world every single time we take a picture and we're so excited and we're like we're here you go through that and now all of a sudden you're in this whole other place it's like a whole other country it's like you know i've been to other countries in my life and it's the closest thing i can compare it to is you know, going to Europe, it's completely different, you know, or close 
to you probably would be growing up going to Montreal or, you know, yeah. it's completely Quebec different City, there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I compare this to is it's so magical that, I mean, yes, there's a McDonald's, but you, you don't really see there's isn't like a 7-Eleven here or, you know, uh, the, your regular life is not going on because you're in this this whole brand new universe, this immersion, this Disney bubble. You, you just there's nothing like it. And I'm trying to think of anything that I've come across in my lifetime, all my travels, that's similar. And I, besides, like, obviously, any other Disney park, I'm not counting that, but just an environment that's like that. It's pretty wild. So I think that your so immersion is part of what um, makes it comfortable for me. So yeah, like, I, I would say so, those two are so, related. Yeah. So I think that's a, a definitely related. You know, you think about Universal, right? And when you're in the parks, you're very well immersed. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think any land in Disney is done as well as Harry Potter stuff in it's Universal. I, I'm um, not going to argue that either. It's amazing. But but the difference is when you leave the park, you've left it. Right? It's not as immersive as the Disney bubble. And you are yeah. so right that it's like you're everything like. You go to the poly, you might as well be in 1970s tiki culture, yeah. like, like there, right? You go to the Grand Floridian, and you automatically, when you walk in, you feel one of two things, out of place, yeah. <laughs> or you feel yeah, hoity-toity and like, I'm going to hold my pinky out here. Yeah, You know, you go over to Animal Kingdom, and you feel it. It's, it is um, remarkable how well they immerse you into your surroundings and, and into, your, into the bubble. So even I think like that's a walking good in the parking lot or the, or even, you know, not to be weird, but you walk into the restroom. It's just, it's just different. It's right. magical. It's, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, you go to the mall, you're, they're not pumping in music to the mall parking lot. Yeah. Right. But you go to the parking lot at Disney and like, as the closer you get, the more music you hear, you hear all these things, yeah. you hear the whistle going from the train, you, everything. Right. And so I think that, saying immersion as number one makes sense because it kind of encompasses all of your other picks. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's my number one. I mean, if you've been there, you get it, you know, everyone uses that term now, the, if you know, you know, term, but it's, that's really it. If, if you're listening and you haven't been to Walt Disney world, you'll get it after, you know, if you re-listen to this, you'll go, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I I agree. And I mean, it, it definitely is, a very immersive experience. It's not my number one because I didn't think of that. I didn't think of it. I thought kind of like, well, I'm glad we didn't overlap a ton. Yeah. yeah. I know. So what do you have? My number one is something that when I ask my children, what's the thing that makes, what, what makes it magical for you? And some people might argue that my number one is very similar to one of my other ones. And it might be similar, but it is not the same. And my number one is the characters. Oh yeah. So, Oh my God, you were going to love Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I said for number four, you know, bringing the fiction to reality. And part of that was like the characters. But I also said in number four that what I'm talking about here is like the face characters. What I'm talking about when I say characters here, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Because, and this isn't so much about what makes it magical oh. for me. Oh, wait. Yeah. So you mean like. The walk-around characters and the meet-and-greet characters, or just the fact that Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar? And... I mean I mean the actual characters you can meet or walk around. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. But what I was saying before was yeah. that they bring they do a good job bringing reality 
you know, the fiction to reality. Yeah. This, I don't even care that they're fictional, right? I don't care that I know that that's some five foot two, somebody who, you know, falls between what, five one and five three or whatever they have yeah. for their restrictions who could fit in the Donald costume. I don't mm-hmm. care that I know that, right? Yeah. I, what I care about is seeing the reactions of my kids, other kids, adults. Like, it's awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is awesome to watch those yeah. characters. It is magical because it can take the most grizzled old man and turn him into like a puddle of emotion when he sees his favorite character. He might identify with Donald. He might identify with uh, Mickey. Perhaps Goofy is his thing. Doesn't matter. You see these people, these adults and they have reactions just like these children do. Right. And that to me is magical. When we say people watch, this kind of people watching is totally different. Sometimes we people watch be like, what kind of shirt is that? <laughs> right? Bibbity bobbity broke. What are you doing? Right? Most expensive, Most expensive day ever. Yeah. I <laughs> roll. Um, when I'm when I see this kind of people watching, when I watch adults and kids alike fall in love again and again and again mm-hmm. when they see these characters, it's it gives you all the feels, so to speak. And people can say it's weird that I as an as an adult, think that that's cool and enjoy it, and you know that's what oh Disney adults are so cringe. Guess what? We're not for you. That's cool. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't care. Like because you probably you know, waited online forever to get your Taylor Swift tickets too. So <laughs> you know she's not for me. So that's fine. Yeah. Like this is something for me and yep. and my kids. And honestly, even if it weren't for me to see the way that my children react, that is truly what makes Disney magical is that the characters really and truly are there for that moment. And, um, that was my number. That was my number one. It was my children's only thing they said. Love it. Um, and, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So. No, it was good. Uh, we only, what I say? We only overlapped on one, but we yeah. both, I mean, we both agree with all of them. I mean, yeah. this, this isn't really one where there's a lot of debate because there's so many things that are good. And this is just one of those lists where, we're just listing awesome stuff. Yeah. Had you said turkey leg, I would have been like, no. no. I, haven't, I haven't even tried it. Yeah. Well, you don't want to. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we could have, somebody could have said food. You could have said food. Yeah. And, and like for my family, food is a big part of our vacation. So yeah. it, it would have made sense. But um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how um, magical that place is. Cause like Rob said, if you know, you know. But if you don't know, well, you better get to know. You know what though? I don't. I don't really have any honorable mentions. And I thought about it, and I'm like, these are the five awesome things for me. Yeah, and honestly, any honorable mention that I would have had, you kind of well, had. You kind of covered all of it. Yeah. And a lot of times we do, and not this one. I mean, it's just, these are the things that make it incredible for me. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, it's the food is both uh, honorable mention for both of us. Yeah. Food, snacks, that kind of but thing. But that also could fall under the comfort and the safety idea of, yeah. like, you know, you know that your family's not going to get sick. So yeah. that is true. Well, this is a great one. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm walking away happy today and I hope listeners are kind of doing the same thing and, and you're enjoying it. And if this is the first time you've listened, welcome and thank you. I know we have some new listeners. We do. And this is so cool that you're coming on this ride with us. I hope you enjoyed it. Share it with a friend, uh, share it with an enemy. It'll <laughs> cheer them up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless, you know, this episode will. This episode will, yes. Um, and please leave on social media, leave us what you think makes Disney World magical. But it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a list away. 
Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon. 